morning. How's everyone Sunday today? So, before I introduce myself, I want to ask you guys something. Looking at the bulletin, how do you assume my name is pronounced? Taylene? Taleen? That's probably the way you've heard me say it before. Around the time I could speak, I would introduce myself several ways. Taylene, Taleen, or just plain T. From the day I was born, or my bad, but there's one more way to say it that I rarely introduce myself as. Tallin. From the day I was born, that was my name. That's what every single one of my family members called me, but not me. As a kid, I went to speech therapy. So as someone who struggled with speaking, it was honestly difficult for me to say my name correctly. I, I thought it was too complicated to say, and I didn't want to have the struggle of correcting others, mispronouncing it. So I changed it up a bit, but that wasn't right. That's how I was born to say it. It's unique, maybe hard to say, but I love it. So hi, my name's Sauline Gatarian, and let's get started. Yeah. When I was asked to give this sermon today, I immediately asked myself, why? Why me? But the more I thought about it, the more I realized I was still seeing myself as that shy and timid sixth grader when I first came here. I was someone who had never initiated a conversation, kept every thought and idea to myself. I was afraid of what people might think of me. The first time I felt like things clicked for me was when I learned about service, the action of helping people in need, seeing that smile on another person's face even when you help them in the littlest gesture. But it's not just that. It gives you a sense of worthiness. It gave me a sense of worthiness. According to Emily Roberts, a top psychotherapist, helping people has a profound effect on your brain. It promotes joy and realigns you with a sense of purpose. Hebrews 13, 16 says, do not forget to do good and to share with others for which such sacrifices God will be pleased. God expects those who love him to provide compassionate service to others. The community we have here helped me grow and expand my knowledge, devotion, and love for service. Soon enough, I got to prove myself and receive the opportunity to show my service to others. My first year coming in as a sixth grader, I was a camper at one of the amazing trips we take here. Great escape. All the high schoolers were working as staff, helping people all day long, but I, really, I didn't really notice them all that much then. It wasn't until I got older that I realized over the years how much of an impact they had on me. I started to see and appreciate them and all they were doing to sacrifice for us. Before I knew it, I got to be a part of that work crew staff and had the pleasure of serving as a leader and lifeguard with some amazing people. The impact and experience this trip gave me the confidence I needed to show others that this is what I wanted. I wanted to be of use and help others, but in a certain way. My whole life dream was to be an ocean rescue lifeguard. Growing up on the beach, seeing the lifeguards serve in an incredible way, I had always wanted to be like them. And after being at this church for years, my appreciation for the way these lifeguards on the beach did what I did for the campers grew in a huge and massive way. Before I knew it, I got to serve as an ocean rescue lifeguard on Fort Lauderdale Beach at 17 years old. Just the other day, I was asked to teach kids who were in the same program as me 10 years ago, the Outstanding Juniors Lifeguard Camp. This program was what it all started for me, knowing I get to help others that were in the same place as me 
It gave me the mindset that I'm fulfilling my purpose. In both moving from camper to leader of Great Escape and Ocean Rescue, I've witnessed and participated in serving. It was through these experiences that I learned about why I actually wanted to serve on the beach, to serve God. By doing this, I'm living out the purpose he's given me in life. I found meaning and success, but it wasn't something I've always known. It's taken time for me to discern where God's been calling me. Now, I have a question. Before going on a trip, what do you usually think about? How much fun it'll be, right? What you don't think about is what you'll learn from it and how it'll change your life. Now, I've been part of this church since the beginning of middle school, going on every great escape, Peace River, work cruise and mission trips. It's taught me more than I can imagine. After every one of these trips, it feels like I'm someone else. And then I realized it was me maturing and learning. I was able to see God in my life, even after I went home a week later. In my freshman year of high school, I got to join our youth ministry on a mission trip for the first time. We were told we were going to help build a house, chicken coop, and a dock, and a deck, my bad. When we found out they didn't have any cabins left for us to sleep in, let's just say we were in shock. We weren't going to leave, though. We were there to serve, and we were determined to stay. So our amazing Chandler Gelb found a solution. We slept on the floor of their church. It wasn't the comfiest, but it was worth it. Sometimes in life, you have to make sacrifices for the things you want. Our willingness to sacrifice is an indication of our devotion to God. Sacrifice requires offering all of ourselves to the Lord, and in return, he gives us joy, purpose, and hope. God can do big things, even if it's just a small yes from a ninth grader. Before I leave, I want to pass along some senior wisdom to my middle school friends over here. My advice is this. Use your passions, talents, and skills to serve others. This place, this church, is one where you have tons of opportunities to grow and learn about who you are and who you want to be. Show up on time, put in your hardest work, but don't let the things you like or do define you, but use them to care and grow for God's kingdom. I think the greatest thing it's taught me is that I need to use whatever I have for good to care for others. No matter my bank account number, how many friends I have, or how many achievements I receive, I will always feel empty if it's not filled with service. Jesus talks about this when asked about the greatest commandment in Matthew 22, 37 to 39. Love your Lord, your God, with all of your heart, and with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. He says the second is like the first. To love God is to love others. They're connected. We can't love God without loving our neighbors, and we can't love our neighbors without loving God. But what better way to love our God by them receiving his love is going to share that with others. And even more so, he's gifted us through these passions and gifts. My advice is to be in the world and not of it. Use this community as a launching ground of which you move into the world. Go and be that artist, athlete, or scholar, but do so in service. Jesus says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Christ loves us in an extraordinary, incredible way, but it's up to you to take that love and use it for good. Now, I would like to shout someone out tonight. My father, the man who taught me about service, the man who never says no to helping someone, the man who always corrects me when I don't say please or thank you. 
So this might be the one time you hear me say this, but thanks for putting me in my place. I would also like to thank everyone here for just making this a family for me and letting me grow comfortably. So thank you for making this family, thank you for making this place a forever family for me. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Audrey Whiteman. For any of you who don't know me, I've grown up in this church. And today I want to talk to you about the importance of growing up in a faith community and its impact in my life. So First Presbyterian Church has been my home for the past 18 years. I grew up with all the kids you see up here in my youth group circles and my Sunday school classes. I've watched my friends uh, find their talents, help them through tough friendships, and most recently we've prayed for each other about college acceptances and our final decisions. I genuinely believe that being involved in our church has given me the perfect example of the faith-based community that Jesus wants for us and that everyone deserves. This church is the blueprint. While I was thinking about what stories to tell you all this morning, I couldn't decide on just one. Instead, you get to listen to me grow up in this church, meet my people, and go off to college with my best friend who I met in the chair choir. Shout out Jill. Um, so originally I was supposed to have pictures, but I was told a couple minutes before the service that we don't get any pictures, so bear with me and I'll just describe them, I guess. Um, so the first one was taking oh, never mind. <laughs> um, so it would be my baptism right here on the steps in 2004. Um, and while I don't really remember the day, um, it was when I was officially engrafted into the body of Christ. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says that we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we are all given one spirit to drink. The body is not made up of one part, but of many. God has arranged the parts in a body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. As it is, there are many parts and just one body. So every person in this faith community has an important role, big or small. Each one of you has made the commitment to building the faith community here at First Pres. When I was baptized in this room 18 years ago, you as a congregation promised me to help raise me in the faith, teach me the doctrines of our faith, and share with me the stories of Jesus Christ and help my parents bring me to the point where one day I will stand before you and profess my personal faith in Jesus Christ. As a congregation, that's exactly what you have done. Through ministries like choir, vacation Bible school, and youth groups, the church has shaped my faith, and I would not be standing here today confident in my relationship with Christ and a member of this faith community. So the second picture <laughs> would have been um, from 2017, my very first great escape. And so everyone in the picture, we've all grown up together, so seven of the nine will still go back and be in work crew this year. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know what great escape is, Chandler and John load up every kid in the church and bus us to the middle of Florida for five days at sleepaway camp. Um, great Escape has been instrumental in my faith journey and I've gone back every summer. In seventh grade, I accepted Christ into my heart during the last night of the trip. For the first time in my life, I had a personal relationship with God instead of just going through the motions of prayer and singing hymns in church. The speaker at Great Escape gave us a simple challenge, pray every day. I did it for a couple months, but eventually the accountability wears off you're 12 years old and you leave camp. I now realize what my issue was. I was trying to do it alone. This past summer, my friends and I decided to keep each other accountable. In our group chat, we organized coffee dates and times where we just go annoy Chandler, ask questions, and pray together. 
Without these camp experiences, I'm sure we would not have bonded so tightly and I would not have the friends that I do today. I could not have asked for a better experience with these girls. I've grown so much in my faith at Great Escape and built a lifelong support system that I know will continue well into the future. The people at this church have made our annual Great Escape trip possible because they know how special this has been for so many kids, so thank you. Um, the third picture was a um, screenshot of our 2020 Zoom talent show. <laughs> so it was taken in April 2020, um, one of the things that Chandler and John organized. This church has given me a community when there wasn't much available. During the COVID-19 pandemic, we transitioned into online school and my routine became staring at a screen for seven hours a day, five days a week. Um, for everyone's reference, the last time I had a normal full school year, we were freshmen. So the church was one place where we could still talk and be somewhat normal. Chandler arranged the middle and high schoolers to do a couple fun activities that kept us pretty close-knit. My favorite of these activities was the online talent show. Something about watching Keith Rogers dance in, dance in his living room and Claire Tate make notches on Zoom made me feel like everything was gonna be okay. <laughs> I saw God in the way that the youth ministry supported each other through the pandemic. Even after a COVID outbreak or great escape or last minute breakthrough cancellation, sorry, Brock. Um, the involvement here for the past two years has been a highlight of my time in high school. We, all, we always continue to check in, in on each other even if it had to be online. And I'm thankful for each one of you. So standing here 18 years later, I can confidently say that you all have delivered on those baptism promises. I have never felt more loved and accepted by a group of people. This church will forever be a place where I have a shoulder to lean on and someone to pray with. God has placed each one of us here for a purpose, and I'm thankful for you all. I want to thank Patrick, Nick, Pam, and Chris Rainey for your guidance for the past couple years. Also, a huge thank you to Miss Gretchen, Miss Debbie, and Miss Cindy for showing up to teach Sunday School, Children's Chapel, and choir every week. And a big thank you to every member of this church who's helped any of us up here in any way. I also want to thank my parents. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for dragging me here every Sunday since before I can remember. <laughs> and Mom and Mrs. Jackety, I'm sorry for dragging you into driving work <laughs> up to Great Escape in an old church bus that broke <laughs> with no AC. Uh, anyways, thank you for both setting a great example of active service and leadership for me to follow. Last but not least, thank you Chandler and John for your constant guidance through middle and high school. I'm counting on the days till college road trip when you come visit me and Jill in Gainesville. Go Gators. <laughs>
will be able to separate us from the love of God. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.